Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. I'm at home doing this live broadcast, as are you, probably at home. I, to be fair, I normally am at home at this time, but I've been at home all day. I don't know about you, but the internet's been a bit wobbly, and I hope it's all all right. I don't know if this is my house or what, but um, evening, Olivia's here. Double, double good evening to you um, too, Olivia. So, uh, is everything working? Who knows? Microphone working, Olivia? Is it this one? Hello? Just got Wi-Fi at work. Yeah. At work? At work or to work? Um, I'm going to assume the audio is working. I'm going to assume you wouldn't. You wouldn't just stand idly by while I lip sync. I don't know why I always worry about the audio. I do know why. I do know why. Um, so I'll tell you something, guys. If you have got – I'm trying to get that thing off the bottom of the screen. Sorry. If you have got any concerns about Seroma, tonight is your night, my friends, because I have got Seroma questions galore tonight um oh it's wobbly audio okay um a lot of seroma questions tonight uh obviously we're all at home everybody's surgery's been cancelled oh god what a nightmare what a nightmare this is you know what i think in a year you know like on facebook when it says that year memory thing this time next year, we'll be looking back and it'll be say, God, that year ago today was all that coronavirus stuff. Or we'll be going, Christ, do you remember that coronavirus stuff? Um, but we're living it now and it is fairly, fairly difficult, I think I would say, for pretty much everybody. I think that would be fair to say. It's... Uh, yeah, God, can't believe it, really. Can't believe it. So, anyway, we've just got to go with it. We've got to stay positive, and we've got to find things to do and look on the bride. And so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I've said to everyone, we've got virtual uh consultations i'm doing like this video stuff and phones consultations um i guess trying to produce more information for you know things for patients to so that when we do come back and start again we've got more information that we can give and you know anyway here we go. You are telling me, or else we'll be dead. Go Seroma. Yeah. Working a bit dodgy. Oh, is it dodgy? Oh, it's dodgy. How can I make it less dodgy? I don't know how to make it less dodgy, Junie. 
how do I how do I how do I make it less dodgy? I don't know. You know what, Junie? I am gonna push on because I don't know how to make it less dodgy. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna push on. I'm just gonna push on at my end. Hopefully you can get some value at your end, as it were. So I'm gonna crack on with this. Uh, <clears throat> I had a gastric sleeve and lost 70 pounds. I did tummy tuck and then I had a lipo and skin removal to flanks and axilla, not enough removed. I went back and had more lipo, skin removal and a mom's lip. Had a seroma and started to feel unwell. Had antibiotics, had a seroma and infected hematoma. Went back to the surgeon who opened it, cleaned it out and drained a litre of fluid. After a few days, the fluid stopped draining and it looked great. Flat tummy, everything was happy. <clears throat> but then a bulge, two days later, a bulge appeared. This is a question, by the way. Have I made that clear? <laughs> I'm not just, you know. Um, it was soft and squishy, looked like fluid. So had a needle aspiration, um, but couldn't get anything out said to wait for 12 months post-op, then review, then suggested having some mesh in the abdominal wall, but didn't like the sound of having mesh. Uh, it's had an ultrasound, which shows no sign of any fluid. Could it be there's an encapsulated seroma that doesn't show an ultrasound? Um, it's bigger than ever, varies day to day. What's going on, basically? What's going on? What's going on? Um, so this is basically uh, several, what we're saying, let me pricey it, several operations. Okay, I had a, had a seroma, had an infected hematoma slash seroma, had it drained, had it opened, drained, flat, everything's happy, did a bit of exercise, developed the bulge. Had a needle put in the bulge, nothing came out. Had an ultrasound scan, no fluid seen. Surgeons suggested putting mesh on. Not sure about having mesh because heard some as about mesh. No, don't know what to do. So, a couple of points. The first point is a general point in terms of revision surgery. Revision surgery is hard. Revision surgeries are difficult. Every time we touch you. As surgeons, we create more scar tissue, we create more trauma, we potentially create more problems. So revisions are always difficult and run risks, which are often the same as and sometimes more than the risks of the first operation. So the fact that you had your first operation and you got a problem there's no guarantee that you'll have a revision and you won't have a problem, which could be the same problem that you had after the first one, i.e. seromas and hematomas, or it could be a different problem. If we could do something to stop you getting seromas and hematomas after an operation, we would do it every time. So there's always a risk of problems, be it seromas, infections, hematomas, wound breakdowns, these risks are every time we do surgery. Obviously, we try and avoid these risks and we try and hope that you don't get these problems and do things 
you know, we're meticulous about hemostasis and do everything we can to reduce these risks, but they're there and they're always going to be there. And so you've got to think about having revision surgery. Now, you've already had revision surgery. You had one revision surgery and then you had another washout after a after a hematoma, I think. So you've had a few operations, should we say. And so in general terms, my message is think about whether it is worth going through more surgery. And I've got to say, I've got to be honest with you. I've got to be honest here. I've got to be honest. The feeling I'm getting is maybe you should quit while you're where you are. Uh, the, I've this patient sent photos. I've seen the photos. They're not bad. The skin's he, uh, the scars healed well, well. It's a good scar. Now there's a bulge, and I can understand you quite rightly being unhappy about having a bulge because you've had a tummy tuck and you've had all this, been through all this nightmare, and you're like, I've still got a bulge. I'm not happy. I've, you know, done all this to get not have a bulge. The problem is we've got to think what are the options because if you have more surgery, there's risks of more problems. Um, so I, my overriding feeling in this case is quit while you are where you are. That is my feeling. And that is my, and I, and I know it's a bitter pill to swallow when you've had a problem after surgery because you want it to be right. And you feel that it should be made right because you've spent all this money and you've been through all this trauma and you feel that you, um, you know, should deserve a, 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 the, the result that you that you expected so i completely understand all those feelings but at the same time you've got to think of it from a surgeon's point of view that we're taking on risks well i say we are you are too we're both taking on risks by doing further surgery and revision surgery is always more difficult than the first time around it's horrible doing revision surgery it's going through scar tissue you know you're desperate to make it right for patients because you don't want them to have to go through it again and it's tough. It's tough. Do I need it? I mean, I know I haven't got much on top, but just doing that, I need a hair. Don't I? I've been at home all day. I've got a living hairdresser. Huh? Look at that. It just looks worse. I mean, the tufty. Oh, God, I haven't seen myself like that. It's all tufty. Um, so that is my a view on revision surgery in general and people who have had several operations, several problems, hematomas, seromas, infections, etc. I think there's a lot to be said for saying, hold on a minute, you know, sometimes it takes someone else, someone who's got nothing to do with this, I've got nothing to do with the surgery, so I've got no vested interest either way. Sometimes it takes someone else, a third party, to say, hold on a minute, I think maybe your best option is to leave it where it is. The problem is the surgeon who did the surgery has got a vested option to make it right. So it's hard for them to say you've got to leave it where it is because you're going to say, yeah, you're just fobbing me off. I paid all this money, um, charlatan, you know, but it might be that, that they're actually saying it from your best interests. I think you'll find that most surgeons, well, I say that, I think most surgeons will want to, to give you the good, a good result. And if there's stuff they can do, I think most surgeons would actually do it for you because, you know, most surgeons are trying to, to do the right thing, whether they're here or abroad. People say, oh, they're all this and that over up there and over here. I think most surgeons, you know, go to work in the, in the daytime to try and 
to try and help people and to get a good result. And if there's stuff they can do to turn an unhappy patient into an un- a happy patient, we will do it. And if they're telling you, you know, if they're not doing revisions, it might be because they are trying to think what's in your best interest. So that's the first thing. And the second thing in just general terms of this case, it sounds like, it, I mean, the scan, uh, they, did I say this in the thing they were talking about whether I should have a CT? Um, they should have a, the scan, as an ultrasound scan is pretty good at showing fluid. So I don't think you need a CT. I think if the ultrasound hasn't shown fluid, then there's unlikely to be fluid there. And also the, the surgeon stuck a needle in and nothing came out. So I think there's unlikely to be fluid there. And so I think uh, it may well be a weakness to the muscle wall, which is why this surgeon suggested mesh, mesh to reinforce the muscle wall. Uh, but I think you're right to think that mesh is a nightmare because mesh can be a nightmare. Uh, mesh is a foreign body uh, and it goes in to support the abdominal wall and it can cause significant complications, can cause pain. If it gets infected, it's difficult because the mesh becomes incorporated with the abdominal wall and it can be a real there can be problems with mesh. So I wouldn't take a mesh on lightly. lightly. Um, so there's no easy answers on this one. No easy answers whatsoever. So, um, well, the easy, I guess, well, I guess there is actually, having said that, there is an easy answer to leave it alone. That might not be a nice answer for you, but I think that's a, that's my option on that one. Um, Chat is kicking off, guys. It's kicking off. Uh, better now. Good. Uh, I, I, Hello, JJ. I'm seeing a lot of 360 body lifts. I've noticed a lot of British plastic surgeons don't do this procedure. Do you know why? Yes, because it is really sort of hard. It's a big op and it's hard. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard, uh, Julia. Um, it's it's a difficult surgery to do it's difficult to get everything aligned you you have to move the patient during the surgery because you've got to go all, all the way around um you've got two options you either start lying on your on your front and and anesthetists don't particularly like anesthetizing people face down um so you can do that and then turn turn you on your back and then and then do the front area or you can do two turns which would be a lateral a lateral and a supine so but basically you have to be turned while you're asleep which is always a palaver basically um and you know anesthetists don't particularly like it if they can avoid it so it makes it into a big operation it's a long operation it's a massive scar there's a high complication rate very high complication rate um in in my experience most people get a complication to to be honest with you uh, to, to be fair, of some description. So I would say to someone, if they're having a three, they will probably get a problem. It might not be a big problem. It might just be a bit of a wound problem. It might be a bit of a seroma. It might be a bit of infection. It might be a bit of this or that. But, you know, it's got a really high risk of, of issues and problems. Um, so it's a big deal. So I can understand how there might be some surgeons who say, look, you know what, I don't want to take that on. Um, it's It's... It is a big deal. So I, I don't know specifically, Julia. I guess you'd have to ask the people who who don't do it what why they don't do it. But I wouldn't be surprised if someone would say, "Flip, I'm 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 not doing that." Uh, I do do it, but I um, I um, I tell people it's a big deal, you know. So you know, it's a that compared to a tummy tuck. You know, a tummy tuck is is a big op in itself, but 
different order of magnitude to a 360 degree leaf. I want a hair transplant lol. You are you saying you're talking about my hair there, Stuart? You getting personal? Or is it for you? Steady now, steady now. Um Stuart, can I ask, as it currently stands, I'm going for a month's lift on Thursday on the NHS. Any advice to stay safe from COVID and to reduce the risk of infection? Stuart, my advice is that you're not going to go for your month's lift on Thursday. It's not going to happen, Stuart. It ain't going to happen. Um, I, I don't think the NHS will be doing your month's lift on Thursday. I mean, they, I've actually heard they're cancelling some cancer cases, would you believe? But certainly they're cancelling elective surgery. Um, it's it's so but i mean that's so my advice is contact the nhs Stuart, because i think they they may have cancelled it and not told you yet because i think the nhs has cancelled elective surgery i'm pretty pretty sure that's that's happened although who knows i might be wrong so any space to stay safe safe um i mean the thing is Stuart, at the moment we've been asked to stay two meters away from people so that's why we've been told not to do surgery basically because you know, because I, I mean, I, even in my clinic, I mean, uh, the, the hospitals cancelled everything a while ago, but even in my clinic, I thought, well, I've got a clinic, I've got an operating room, I can still do procedures there in my clinic. But because now that we've been told to stay two metres away, I can't even do things in my clinic. I can't even do surgery in my clinic because obviously I've got to get closer than two metres to do surgery. So the advice is that we've got to stay two metres away from anyone who's not in your family. And that means that we can't do surgery on people. And then, Yes, we have to. So I Stuart says I spoke to them today and it's still happening. I really? I don't I well who am I to who am I well then it's well then it's still happening. You you um well then Stuart, my advice is to stay away stay away from people, try and avoid contact from people. Um just stay 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 away stay distance yourself from people as much as possible um limit your visitors i would imagine the nhs would limit your visitors slash stop your visitors avoid people coming to see you in the hospital because then you're putting them in exposure of being around people um uh, yeah i think you've got to just limit limit visitors uh do everything you can to improve to to maximize your chance of healing which we should all do anyway but that means not smoking which i'm hoping you don't smoke keeping healthy fresh fruit and veg good diet keep well hydrated maximize your chance of wound healing because you don't want to have to prolong your hospital stay for any reason take deep breaths cough when you need to keep your legs moving these are all things we tell everybody obviously because everyone we want to maximize their chance of healing but if you're asking asking what you can do to reduce your risk of a prolonged hospital stay it's this keep moving keep positive uh, keep taking deep breaths and try and get up on your feet and, and and you know get out of hospital as quickly as possible so that you don't have to um be exposed to other people for as for any length of time from both your health point of view and their health point of view i mean that's the way we've got to look at it we could we could be giving it to people they could be giving it to us i think that's we've got to look at it both ways but good luck with that Stuart. if it is if indeed it is still going ahead uh good 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 luck sorry i'm reading double um multitasking to answer your thank you to 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 your answer thank you i only ask as a lot of people who had weight loss surgery now have a lot of loose skin on back bum and legs yeah i mean definitely if you have got a significant weight loss and you have got a circumferential uh 
fullness of skin on your back and particularly the sides that's where i find the 360 really helps on the sides of the flanks um it really does take the skin out of there which a tummy tuck can't do so um yeah i mean it's it's there's a there's a there's a there's room for a 360 degree uh tummy tuck in the in this world no no doubt about it there is room for it but it is a big deal it's a bd when my old lady's phone rings it cuts off the wi-fi can't hear you oh god not we're not going down that route again can't hear me two one two one two two one two one two mic number one mic number one olivia i'm gonna assume it's just you because i'm I'm hoping other because other people other people have put questions in so I'm thinking that they can hear me. So Olivia, I'm sorry. It's uh, it's for the greater good. I'm going to let you not hear me, and I'm going to carry on, carry on running with everybody else. <laughs> sorry, Olivia. I'm assuming everyone else can hear me. Maybe you'll come back. Maybe maybe it's because your patient, your your what do you call them, clients, phones ringing or something. Um, I'm in between my two week checkup. Just had call. Maybe having a house call as hospital is on reduced staff. Santa Maria. A house call? Doubt it, Angela. I suspect they will um, phone you and do a video one. Because a house call is, well, could you do a house? That's a point. God, it made me think there, Angela. We could do house calls as long as you say two meters away from people, couldn't we? But then a sort of, is that unnecessary travel? Anyway, yeah, I mean, the thing, Angela, about the two-week checkup, if you're all right, then you're all right. I'm looking at the microphone instead of the camera all right then you don't need the house call do you or you don't need follow-up but uh if you're not all right then you need help but it could probably be done video or virtual or phone or whatever but uh that'll be great if they come around your house wouldn't it uh, but yeah you've got to not open the door to them yeah i'm all right through the letterbox so yeah good luck with that um khan our hospitals cancelled everything and sending as many patients home as possible before friday i wouldn't risk surgery now Khan, I've got to be honest with you. I think I'll be the same. You know what, Stuart? I, th- I think I'll be the same, but it's difficult for Stuart. If the NHS has said that they've got his off on Thursday, I can't believe it's going to happen, Stuart. I'll be amazed. Can you come back next week and let us know if it happened? I'd be amazed, Stuart, if it happens, um, to be honest with you, given the situation here. I don't know where it is, where, where you are. Maybe things are different, but, I, you know, it's a national thing, really, isn't it? Oh, here we go. Stuart's back. I know I was shocked, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm shocked, Stuart. I'm shocked. I'll be honest, because it's a national thing. Um, unless they think you're a high priority, I wouldn't want any operation right now. No, Donetta. Yeah, I think people wouldn't, would they, Donetta? I mean, people have been very understanding. Fortunately, I'm 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 quite glad that it has come from the government last night because our BARPS Association last night also said we shouldn't be doing any surgery. I thought, oh my god, because I had some surgery booked today and tomorrow and Friday. Uh, anyway um so it helps that you know nationally it has been said no more surgery uh i think it's just natalie isn't it the way i read the nhs elective surgery cancellations is that they are cancelling operations from the 14th of april some hospitals cancelling sooner than others my private surgery just got cancelled yesterday um uh, natalie i understood that the 14th of april was a thing a while ago i'll tell you what Things move so quickly. I say a while ago. It's probably only a week ago. But, yeah, there was a thing about the 14th of April. But times move, you know, saying they're going to cancel surgery. I think that that was a date or around then it was that was the date. But times moved on. 
Natalie. And now it's like a whole lot as far as I'm aware. Um, but I didn't think the 14th of April was still was still a thing. But uh, you know, Donetta, staying well is the best thing we can do for ourselves. Well said, Blue Eyes. Is that me, Blue Eyes? Thank you, Donetta. Julia G's can hear me and Junie can hear me. So there you go. And Angela can hear me. And Olivia can hear me now. Okay, hear me now. Hear me now. Stuart. Stuart's back. Totally agree. With the excess skin after weight loss surgery, have loads on my back and sides. Yeah, that is the problem, isn't it? The back and sides. Um, and often you don't realize it. When you have a tummy tuck, you're focusing so much because obviously the worst is on the you know the front part. part. You focus on that. And you often don't realize about the sides and the, and the back. And um, and it's so important to point that out. If you're not going to have a 360, I try and point out that I'll still be there. You can do liposuction to the sides to try and take some of the fullness away and hope that the skin recoils. But it doesn't do as good a job as a 360. That is for sure. Um, Danetta, good. Olivia's laughing. What's happened? You're laughing at. Angela, it was a dressing change. Yeah, dressing change. But Angela, I don't know what you've had done, but... Often it's dressing removal, to be honest with you, Angela. But, you know, rather than change, my experience, I, I personally pretty much, pretty much every operation I do, well, this is just me, I shouldn't say, if you had a different surgeon, but for me, everything's a dressings for a week, dressing off, no dressing, that's it. I don't do dressings past a week, unless there's a problem, if there's a wound problem or something, you might need dressings. Uh, Natalie, as of the 14th of April, I'm so dim at times. As of the 14th of April, I'm so dim at times. What? You're not dim? You put yourself down. Of course, spoke to the surgeon direct. Well, if you spoke to the horse's mouth, anyway, if you, ha- if you heard it from the horse's mouth, we can't argue with that, Stuart. We can only, you know, accept it. So we have to accept it. But um, good luck with that, Stuart. I had a question that two people had asked. What do you think about having a minor procedure with local anesthetic in the morning? And one in the afternoon with a different surgeon, also with a local in the future, obviously. Yeah. Um, bit weird, Khan. Um, uh, that's a good question. Two people asked you that question. That's weird, isn't it? Well, first thing I'd say is, can't they do it together? I mean, presumably you've got two surgeons with two different skills so that one surgeon can't do both operations, presumably. Um, can't they both do it together? I mean, which, okay, let's say they can't. But if they could, I would say do it, do it together. Uh, but let's just say they can't. Um, I'll tell you what I think about that, Khan. I think I wouldn't like that personally as a patient. I think, can you imagine it? Having a, I mean, is it in the same same place, same sort of hospital or clinic, or are you going to another clinic? I mean, if it was me, I don't fancy it. I mean, having one local anesthetic, I want to go home and put my feet up personally. I don't want to have to hang around and have another afternoon. From a medical point of view, it's a doer. It's a doable. It's, it's a doer. It's a doer. I mean, there's a thing called Mohs micrographic surgery where you have skin cancers, which are often removed by a dermatologist in the morning, and then they'll go and see the, the plastic surgeon in the afternoon for reconstruction. So the, the dermatologist will remove the um the, the the thing and then uh, the surgeon the plastic surgeon would reconstruct so you know that's a, that's a similar sort of thing to two anesthetics in the same day two local anesthetics in the same day so it's a technically fine i would say but uh i i think if it was me i, I don't think i fancy it but then i suppose you might say i want to have one time off work 
maybe you want to just have one lot of recovery so i can actually see now now i think about it i really thought of and thought this one through con uh, now i'm thinking about it i can see sort of some benefits in it but um i still don't think i'd like it i think i'd rather have it a different day but yeah it's a, it's fine it's a doer it's something you could do it's a doer is that a, yeah it's something you could do can't but um it, and if it suits you and your lifestyle and your calendar i guess it's fine as long as the surgeons know as well i let them know because I can see you going to the one in the afternoon and saying I had low plan today this morning and then being a bit funny with you saying, oh, you didn't tell us. You know, but I, I can't see why that wouldn't be okay. Although you might feel weak and wobbly after the morning and not feel like the afternoon one. You know, think, oh, God, I feel... Anyway. Um, what, would, what procedure would you have under a local? That's a big question, Stuart. Um, loads. Loads. Uh, so basically, a local anesthetic is something, um, you know, any any skin lesion, um, anything that you can anesthetize that area, uh, then, then, so the classic things for us in the clinics is moles, cysts, tattoo removal, you know, we, we cut tattoos out, uh, we do breast procedures, inverted nipple corrections, areola reductions, um, uh, blepharoplasty, eyelid, eyelid surgery. You can do fat. We don't do much faces at the clinic, but you can do um, mini facelifts, mini ones, not 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 bigger ones. So under pure local, you can do these things. Under local and sedation. So if you add sedation to it, there's a lot more you can do. You can do breast surgery, breast implants, breast lifts, breast reductions, tummy tucks, even. So yeah, you can do quite a lot under local. Um, different clinics, yeah. So, Khan, you've got to think you're traveling from one clinic to stuff. Anyway, eyelids, yeah, Khan, thank you, eyelids. Uh, I wouldn't do it, yeah, no, I'm not sure I would. Either. There you go, Olivia, my lower eyelids was done under local. Yeah, I mean, I um, lower eyelids is a bit of a different thing to upper eyelids. Upper eyelids I would do under local. Uh, I don't do, do eyelids, but if I did do eyelids, I would do like upper eyelids under local. Lower eyelids, probably more local and sedation, yeah, you just injections, no sedative. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess it can be done, but lower eyelids is often a little bit more extensive as well as lower eyelids. Sometimes they do like a little bit of a mid face lift and stuff. So sometimes you might need a bit more anesthetic for lower eyelids, but definitely upper eyelids under locals. Absolutely fine. Really mind you thinking about it had local when I had my neck done. There you go. Yeah. So you can have, yeah, there you go. So you can have local. Uh, I've got to be honest with you guys. I'm very grateful for that that interjection of chat because it's a, it was a, it was a heavy seroma based questions that I've got. So it's nice to have some non seroma interjection. So I'm going to go into my next seroma based question. Can you get a chronic seroma? So let's have the full one. Let's have the full question, please. Um, Is it possible that after a chronic after a chronic seroma, the skin does not heal back down and so causes a baggy bulge like mine? Um, so, yeah, it is possible. So a chronic seroma is not that common, but it is a thing that can happen. And it's just a seroma that just doesn't heal. And basically the wall of the seroma cavity uh becomes 
sort of epithelialized so that when the seroma cavity empties and you, you, it closes back down, it doesn't heal down because that's what you want to happen with a seroma. When you empty the seroma cavity, you want it to heal back down, the, the space to heal back down. So if it just niggles on for a year or something like that, for months and months and months, it can be a nuisance. So that is a chronic seroma. So then, sorry, what was the question? So does it is so that by definition, a, a chronic seroma, the heat, the skin doesn't heal back down, and and uh, can can cause a bulge. In this case, this patient asking this question has had uh, a seroma, and they've had. Uh, it drained and it went flat and then it got a bulge again and is thinking it's a seroma, but they've had a scan that said that it's not no fluid there. So I don't think this is a seroma, but in general terms, in asking the question, can a seroma not stick down and come back? Well, yes, it can. Uh, and that would be a chronic seroma. And then if that keeps on coming back and if it's just a total nuisance, it keeps on coming back, you can go in and actually cut the seroma out as if it was a cyst. You can cut the whole cavity out. Uh, and then close it back down. But like I said before, you could get another seroma after that. You could get infection. You could get problems. But obviously, we would aim for you not to get those problems. But, you know, it's no guarantee uh, that you won't get another problem after that. But it's, uh, it's it, can, it can they can come back. Um, Olivia could feel the odd jerks. It was a two long hours. Yeah, two hours is a long time for a local, Olivia. Long time for it would know well. Well done, you, Olivia. That's that's a big deal. Yeah, my next my next patient there. Yeah, I'll be with you in a minute. Yeah, bit of a surgery from home. Only on family members, obviously. Um, not doing any surgery from home. Um, another question, Stuart. Let's go. I've had the steroid injections on some. I've had steroid injections on some scares, scars, that is. They look better, but I'd be, but I'd there, oh, it is there, I'm translating, Stuart, I'm translating. Is there anything else that can be done? Yeah. So um, first thing with scars always is time. So, so is it at least a year, really, at least a year for a scar? So if you've had steroids, I'm, I'm guessing it's several months because they wouldn't do steroids too soon. Steroids are good for lumpy scarring. So I'm assuming you've got lumpy scarring. That's usually when you use steroid injections. And um, they can help. They can also help with the, they can help with the redness, the lumpiness, and the itch, because this is like a hypertrophic slash keloid scar. So is there anything else can be done? Yes, Stuart, there is. Silicone can be done. Silicone uh, can come in the form of either a, a gel or a sheet. Uh, we sell it on our website. Uh, the gel we do, not the sheets. The sheets you can probably get them from Amazon or I don't know, or you know, pharmacists. Pharmacists, I should say. So yeah, silicone can help with lumpy scars, um, uh, depending on where they are. The sheets are usually better if it if they stay on. But if it's somewhere where the sheets won't stay on, then the gel will, will work. Uh, massage, moisturize can help with scars. Um, but that's about it, really, I think, to be honest with you. Silicone. Silicone is the next really mainstay. The, 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 to be honest with you, you usually do silicone before you do steroids. So, um, yeah, and time. But for me, it's moisturize, massage and moisturize and time, and most scars will settle. It's only a few that need silicone. 
slash steroid injections. Uh, oh, hold on a minute. What's going on here? Night, JJ. I have to go. Have forms to fill in. Stay safe and keep well. I'll tune in next week. Julia's got to go. She's got forms to fill in. Julia, good night. Um, it's half seven. Is this your bedtime? Blimey. Okay. Night, Julia. Thanks for coming. See you next week. And you've got NHS on you there. So if you're working in the NHS, don't worry about me staying safe. You stay safe, uh, Julia. And thank you for um, fighting the good fight. And I will see you next week because I'm going to be here. That is for sure. And thanks for asking asking, asking questions. Um, in India, I had Charlie Puth album playing. That's good to know. And that's if you need local anesthetic for two hours, Charlie Puth album is the way to go, uh, obviously. Um, Natalie, are some people more prone to hematomas? Just I got one after my C-section and hoping I don't get another one after an uplift and implants. N um, well, only if you've got high blood pressure. Uh, high blood pressure would increase your risk of getting hematoma. Um, but people without high blood pressure can get hematomas. And uh, aside from that, I wouldn't worry too much about it. They can happen. And just because you've had one in the past doesn't necessarily make you at a higher risk of getting others. So I would just try and stay positive. And uh, I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine. Uh, but, uh, yeah, high, high blood pressure is the main thing, really, that uh, you, you would predispose you to uh, hematoma. Um, I'll tell you what, though, Julia, I think you've probably gone to bed now, but it, it does feel late, doesn't it? Really? I I, and it feels like it's been a long day. Although I've been at home, I don't know. It's stressful. I think it's the stress. This is stressful. I think everyone's probably feeling stressed, but I'll tell you, this is stressful. It's stressful for everybody, but um, it's tough. I could, who would have predicted this, honestly? Anyway, mustn't grumble. Got to make the best of it. Um, Gemma, hope you're keeping safe. I am keeping safe, Gemma, and I am staying at home, and it is um, going to be interesting, isn't it? Um, but, yes, I am. Thank you, Gemma, for that. Um Natalie, I don't have blood pressure. Thank you. Stay positive, Natalie. You're going to be fine. Um, and, yeah, well, that's good. I did that. I shouldn't tell you. You're not supposed to such a face, are you? Keep on telling the kids. Isn't that a, thing? Isn't that a COVID thing? Um, Stuart, wish you could do my surgery, but the distance may be an issue. Oh, Stuart, you're kind. That is kind, Stuart. Well, I'll tell you what, Stuart, if I was doing your surgery, you wouldn't be having it on Thursday. That is for sure, because <laughs> I've been I've been stopped from doing everything. So um, that's kind but i'm sure they will look after you if you're having in the nhs they'll definitely they'll look after you no no doubt about that um it's mind-blowing it is isn't it really bit. it is it is it is oh, yeah music in the background beautiful can you hear that beautiful the mic's picking it up she should live stream that Beautiful. You probably can't hear it. Anyway, um, I don't want to talk over it, but um, I shall because people are going to bed because it's all everyone's just exhausted. Um, so I had this is a question now. 
So this is the question. How long am I throwing up? I had a large syringe, 350 mils, two weeks post-op, developed fluid, which is starting to build up. I couldn't see my surgeon for another week and a half. So when I did, he drained seven of those syringes, looked like weak diluted blood. I immediately continued with compression and even wore a binder over the top of the garment. Within 48 hours, it came back. Not as bad yet, but uncomfortable. I'm not due to see my surgeon until next Monday, where he'll drain it again. So you're saying this could happen again after the next drain. Does it stop? And how long could I be looking at? I'm five weeks, Thursday, 360 degrees. Oh, 360. There we go. Tommy Tuck. Mons, no MR. I don't want to be fobbed off by my surgeon, as he doesn't really give straight answers when asked. He might not be giving straight. I might not know. That's the problem. It's hard being a surgeon because we don't know what happens in the future. Um, give us some slack. And so we, 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 different surgeons cope with it differently. And I think you might seem that he's fobbing you off, but you might not know. You want to be told that you're going to have two more drainages and then it's going to be fine. Or you're going to have one more or it's going to last three weeks or it's going to last one week. But the fact of the matter is we don't know, to be quite honest with you. And as I say, it's um, people cope with that differently. And I think you may feel it's bad if you feel like you're being fobbed off because you don't want to feel like you're being fobbed off. But just in your surgeon's defense, I think it is difficult when people have a complication or a problem like this and they're having seromas and they're coming back and you think, oh, God, it's coming back. And, oh, no, what am I going to do? And you think that the surgeon is bobbing you off. But, um, you know, he, he, he probably does want it to be right for you. But he also probably doesn't know because no one knows how long it's going to take or how much drainage you're going to need or whatever. But um, so, um, yeah, it's so what's the question? Sorry. <laughs> so will it come? Yeah, this is what I'm saying about 360 degree lifts. They have problems, don't they? They have problems. Um, so how long is it going to last? Um, yeah, it could come back. It could come back. That's the problem. That's the problem with seromas. The space is, once the space is formed, you drain it, and it comes back quite quick. It always does come back quite quick, unfortunately. So this always happens, to be fair. It does always, um, it always does come back. Um, but it comes back less. And then hopefully, by wearing the compression and stuff, it uh, is less of a problem. And it gets to the stage where you don't need it drained anymore, and then it just gets better on its own. So... Um, yeah, so I don't know how long it'll last. And I'm not fobbing you off. I don't know how long it'll last. Well, I've never met you. So that's that would probably also be a reason why I don't know how long it'll last. But even I did meet you, and even I did drain your seroma, I couldn't tell you how long it'll last. I hope to goodness you'd have one one drainage, wear a bit of compression, and then happy days. It never comes back again. I would hope. I couldn't guarantee it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hold on a minute, what's going on? I don't have high pressure, thank you. Very long day. Yeah, it has been a long day, hasn't it, Olivia? You wish you could do my surgery, but the distance may be in it. Oh, I've done that. Oh, sorry, I've done this. Work in hospitals. I am not Gemma. I have um, spoken to the hospital I used to work at, and I've spoken to um, one of the doctors in the intensive care who I know, and I said, look, you know, I'm here. Uh, they're not overrun yet. And the other problem is that in terms of plastic surgeons, we are, um, you know, we're, we're not a key 
uh, um, specialty involved in the in this situation because I spoke to some other colleagues last night one who's in Bristol one's in London um, and plastic surgeons are not we're not at the forefront of treating this the problems will come if a lot of plastic surgeons are being self-isolated and they need people to do the plastic surgery work which is clearly limited now because of the shutdown the lockdown and the plastic surgery work at the moment is really trauma it's burns it's uh, hand trauma um and you know things like facial lacerations and uh, road traffic accidents so obviously if they need help uh, then i will be very happy to go and help with that but it's not a priority or it's not a problem at the current time so no i'm not i'm not doing that um but that's i mean it's only been it's only starting you know if that if that, who knows I'm, i might be doing that in, in in the near future um but uh it's, i'd have to arrange back to work at the nhs with a temporary nhs contract which i'd be happy to do so um what's this space uh and and the way i feel that i'm how this is what i say to other doctors i feel that we need to help the nhs and we need to help the nhs directly and indirectly and the direct help comes by saying hey nhs do you need help because we'll come and help but the indirect help we can give that i believe the doctors certainly in the private sector can do is by saying to patients we're not closed we're still open you know the, we may not be able to see people at the clinic um was at the clinic was it yesterday but i'm not allowed to go to the clinic now um i say i'm not allowed you know i shouldn't go to the clinic because it's non-essential so we know that may not be able to see you at the clinic but I can still do virtual stuff. I can do stuff like this. If you've got a problem, give us a ring. If you've got a question, let me know. Don't go to the GP. Don't go to the NHS. We need to still continue treating patients and looking after patients, particularly if you've had surgery and you're worried about something, you know, if you've got an issue, then clearly we need to not be saying to our patients, we're closed, so that patients think, oh, crikey, what do I do? I've got a bit of a wound infection. What do I do? Go, you know, we, we as surgeons need to make it clear that we are still able to help you I'm looking over there. Where's the, the things over there, isn't it? Um, you could do my 360 when the world comes down. I could, Stuart. I could. Yes, I could when the world calms down. I can't hear the music. What is it? Uh, what is it? It's, um, you know what I've got, Olivia? Fleur de lis But Fleur de lis the tummy tuck, isn't it? Um... <laughs> um Anyway, I can't remember. It's some classical piece. It's really nice. Lovely. Love it. Can you hear it? No. Anyway. Um, uh, anyway, I can't remember. Can you do a 360 in two stages, the back and the sides of one surgery and the tummy on another? Um, good question, Stuart. I don't think so. No. No. You can't. You'd have to. You'd have to blend it into one. So you can't do it in two stages. You can't do it in two operations. You you do the you do the tummy tuck, but if you did a tummy tuck and then someone wanted the the sort of to complete the tummy tuck, you wouldn't be able to do the back bit. You'd still have to do two turns. It, it, you'd you'd have to do almost as much with the second operation. That just wouldn't work. No, Stuart, nice thought, nice thought, but no, you couldn't. Lovely, it is lovely, the music, yeah. Um, beautiful. Um, Claire de Lune, Claire de Lune, that's it, not Fleur de Lis, Claire de Lune. I think that's what it is. 
That's it. Yeah. Claire, Claire Jolene. Uh, anyway, right. Uh, what have we done? Where were, where are we up to with the seroma questions? I've done how long, I've done how long my seroma lasts, haven't I? Yeah, I've done that one. I've done that. Let me stop now. Um, next item. Oh, she's coming. She's coming. <laughs> um, I'll be with you in a minute. Uh, will my serum so it's almost said this is another question another serum question who'd have thought it um i saw my surgeon on monday who tried to drain my seroma second time now he attempted four times with needle and yet no fluid came out each time eventually he gave up and said it's there but he can't get it now i've been told sorry now i've been left and told it will go on its own is this normal thing to happen um i wouldn't say normal I would say is a thing to happen and it can be difficult to drain a serum. And you might, especially after a time, I'm assuming this is a tummy tuck. Yes, it is a tummy tuck. So especially after a tummy tuck, because you'd be surprised at how deep the, the you know, the, the, the subcutaneous layer of fat is, is quite thick, even though you just had a tummy tuck. So if you put the te- needle in quite deep and you might think, oh, it's really obvious to get the seroma. Um, particularly if you've had a few seromas drained. If you've had a few seromas drained, you can start to get some scar tissue within the seroma fluid, and that can cause loculation, which I've spoken about previously, that someone else was asking about. And loculation means like septi form within the within the seroma cavity. So the, it's a bit like a raspberry, you know, like pockets. Is a raspberry a good example? Um, do you know what I mean? Like pockets... So what can sometimes happen, you put the needle in one pocket and um, and you might get a bit of fluid out, but there's other pockets. So, um, but this this one didn't get any out. So I've done that before. I've thought, thought there's a definite serum. Because the other thing is, it might not be a seroma. It might be edema. It might just be swelling. You know, obviously you get swelling after surgery. And so it might not be fluid. So it, well, number one, it might not be fluid, as in it might not be, free fluid sloshing about it might just be edema which is sort of fluid within the tissues that's not fluid you can drain out with a needle and number two it might be a seroma that they 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 couldn't quite find with a needle and yes i'm with your surgeon on that that it will get better on its own you might say well why the heck did he put the needle in the first place now obviously if you can drain it off you can give instant relief and it will feel better for a short period of time but they say we'll, we'll come back but if you can't drain it off it's not really a disaster to leave it although you might feel a bit disgruntled like oh it's been left um, but you can leave it. It's just a, a shame if you can't get it off because you would have been com- comfortable for you to have that drained. But you don't want to keep on putting needles in. Every time you put a needle in, there's a risk of infection. There's a risk of causing problems. So we try and limit these sort of things. So um, if he's put the needle in four times, I think, you know, it's reasonable to say, look, I'm going to um, quit now. And I'm just going to say, look, it's probably going to get better on its own. Come back next week or what have you and try and do it again. Uh, or, or I don't know, well, probably not said that because we're locked down for when we'll get own, I, I would very much hope. Natalie, God bless the NHS and anyone to help with it. I mean, I totally agree. At these times like this, it's just unbelievable when, you know, people are putting themselves in harm's way. And I feel really sorry for NHS because there's NHS people in the, in the NHS working flat out and we're all sat at home, like doing nothing. But um, that's why I'm trying to stay busy and I'm trying to get a schedule and trying to do stuff and trying to engage and say, look, I'm not closed. Talk to me, do consultations. And we've got to try and stay busy and not just 
you know, um, absolutely agree with you on that, um, Natalie. Big smiley faces to you. I wonder if my op is. I wonder if my op is going ahead as it causes issues when going to the toilet. Yes, it might be if you've got. Uh, if there's a reason for uh, your surgery, Stuart, if there's, you know, that they, they will probably have some mitigating circumstances of people who would be significantly affected by delaying their surgery. So what they talk about is sort of non-urgent elective surgery. If they deem your, sur- if they deem your surgery to be more important and uh, uh, not in the non-urgent category, then that might be why they're doing your surgery. So that might explain it, Stuart, why they, why your surgery is going ahead. Uh, and very much good luck with that on Thursday, which is day after tomorrow. Um, and, yeah, and just try and do your best to, to recover as best you can. But you limited us what you can do. You know, what what will happen will happen, and, and just got to try and be positive and, and uh, get through this, as have we all. And... Um, so I'm out of seroma questions. I, I had a bevy of seroma questions. I'm out of them now, full disclosure. Um, so I'm going to look to see if there's any more chat. I'm going to put this on my podcast. I do a podcast. I turn this into a podcast. Um, you know, these are things I might develop, develop my podcast. You know, people might be listening to podcasts. I don't know. I don't know if people like podcasts. Uh, obviously, you can't engage with the podcast, but, you know, you get maybe get value out of the podcast. I don't know. Um, uh, Olivia, I'm having a video consultation with you on Friday. It's my birthday on Saturday. I'm thinking of just staying at my current nursing client in, indefinitely at the minute. Yeah, why not? Why not, Olivia? Looking forward to Friday and your birthday. That'll be fun. Uh, your birthday at your client's house. Well, there you go. Um, I'll tell you what, Olivia, March is not a great time, is it, to be having a birthday? Um there's no parties going on in March, that is for sure. Out of all my surgeries, this is what I'm not looking forward to. Yeah, well, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's the sort of non-elective and the more urgent ones that you don't particularly look forward to, the sort of elective ones. You think, oh, great, I'm going to get this fixed. But if it's a need, then maybe it's um, less of a one, especially this climate, Stuart. But um I guess you won't be waiting that long to go to theatre because there won't be a very big operating list, imagine, on the bright side. But, um, yeah, we just got to get through it, guys. I'll tell you what, we've got to put one foot in front of the other, keep breathing, keep pumping blood around your body, and just, you know, through it. Yeah. And do our bit, whatever that might be. No parties, no cakes, no, no, not at all. Good emoji there. What's that? Is that cake? Nice. Right. So I'm going to check out of here um, and I'll see you next week. If not before, do some stuff on Facebook, put my oar in. Um, I might see you there ad hoc, you know, ducking and diving, weaving and bobbing, you know, keeping active. And, uh, Stay inside, avoid contact, wash your hands, uh, meditate. Yeah, thank you, Olivia. Meditate. Um, the hospital Sheffield, Hallamshire. Big up the Sheffield, Hallamshire Hospital. Uh, good luck with your op, Stuart. See you next week, Natalie. And, uh, yeah, good luck, Stuart. 
with the, with everything at the uh, Sheffield Hallamshire. And I wish you all a peaceful evening and embrace this new way of living that we have in the short term and try and find ways to get through it. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to find ways to get through it. And, and uh, hope that you can do the same. And, yeah, stay safe. And I'll see you next week. Let's try and keep positive if we can under this very troubling circumstances. Same time, same place. Tuesday, 7 p.m. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.